and thank you for joining me on the show today. This is the Now Talks, a collection of inspiring personal stories and leadership lessons from some of the world's most iconic leaders. It is the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. My name is Dr. Tina Alton, and I'm your host for today and the coming weeks. Well, so we we are you know uh, together again for another week, and um, I shared in you know last week's podcast about uh, a book that I read at least twice a year, really about how to develop myself as a leader, how to grow myself as a leader, and oftentimes I think. Um, you know, people may think, well, why, you know, you've read it once, why do you keep reading it? And really, for me, developing myself, I define it through the through the words of Dennis Waitley, and he puts it this way, personal development. So developing yourself as a person is really truly believing that you are worth the effort, the time, and the energy needed to develop yourself. Why do we spend so much time developing other things, other people, ideas and passions and hobbies and all of those things? And yet um, we don't often pursue that um, goal, desire, if you will, to develop ourselves. So today I wanna I wanna have a conversation uh with with, with you. And that is really looking at how do you see yourself, right? And uh, I, I shared with uh, a group of women that I, I do life with, and uh, I call them thinking partners because we all come together to think. Why is that? Because two heads are always better than one, right? Um, you'd get more for your efforts, more for your productivity, more for whatever it is you're doing uh, with other people, with somebody else than all by yourself. We were made for community. So these women are... Um, my thinking partners, we are thinking partners to one another, with one another. And we we had a conversation about, you know, when we looked at the mirror. So obviously we all, you know, we were looking in the, in the camera on our phones or mirrors, if you had one in your purse. And we began to just share about like, oh, you know, I see tiredness, I see dark circles, I see whatever it is. But, and it really... Like as I've been thinking about today's conversation, thinking about what is it that we see when we look in the mirror? Do we see the lines in our in our eyes, on our foreheads, or do we see the spots? Do we see the dark circles, or do we see the value that we carry? Do we see the value that we bring to the table? Do we see the who that we have been created for? Do we see the person that we you know have been? have been creative for that that we're in this world for. Do we see that or do we just see the superficial, you know, things that are going on in our lives, right? And as leaders, I think it's so important to be able to first see the value in ourselves in order then to be able to add value to other people as well, right? And so I think that I mean, there's many routes to to be successful, however you define success. I think we all define uh, success differently. 
And uh, for some, you know, it's all about money. For some, it's about impact. For some, it's about transformation. Personally, it's about whose life is being touched, whose life is truly being changed. And not just other people's lives being changed, but is my own life changing? That's how I define my successes. Is my own life changing? Is my own life moving forward in the direction that it's meant to? Because if my own life is not moving in the right direction, I have no business, no right whatsoever to say, I'm going to go and touch somebody else's life. Our own lives must first be transformed, right? Our own minds must first be transformed as we renew our minds. So mindset, right? So anyway, coming back to the subject here is we must first look at ourselves, the value that we carry. How are we growing in ourselves, right? And then we can, as leaders, look at, okay, fine, how am I touching other people's lives? So I, I, I want to put place a question here for you to think about and maybe, you know, write to us and let us know. But at the very minimum, sit with this question. If you had the chance, if you could be anybody else in this world, who would you want to be? And why? That's a great question to ask. If you could be anybody in this world, who would you want to be and why? Why is that? Why do you want to be that person, right? And so anyway, we've got this question. The next thing is, why Why is it that sometimes as leaders, we don't immediately, quickly or willingly even want to look at the value in ourselves? Why is it that we struggle with, you know, owning our value, owning who it is that we are meant to be, owning our potential, owning our calling, our purpose, walking in purpose, walking in the fullness of who we've been called to be, right? Why is that? And I want to walk us through a number of reasons, perhaps you've experienced that before, perhaps as a leader, you you know you you you're working with other team members that you recognize that well hopefully these will be tools that you would be able to help the people that you're called to lead to be transformed and ultimately be impacted. So number one is the the self esteem that we carry. And uh, as as a, as a qualified psychologist, this was one of the subjects that I studied. It's you know there's a difference between. Um, self-confidence and self-esteem. And self-esteem really, um, I, I got here, Zig Ziglar says, it is, it is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. We can do very few things in a positive way if we feel negative about ourselves, right? So self-esteem really is the inherent way that you see yourself, that you view yourself. It's a mirror to everything else that's going on on the outside. And self-confidence, you can work to be confident. You can, you know, you can be rewarded for that. All of those things are external, but self-esteem is intrinsic. It is your internal, internal compass on how you view yourself. If you, if you, if you hold a lot of negative view of yourself, like Zig Ziglar says, it is impossible to consistently behave in a manner that is inconsistent with how we see ourselves. We can do very few things in a positive way if we feel negative about yourself. So that's the first thing is, is to view, to really uh, review how do you see yourself? Do you have a positive 
view? Do you have a positive outlook of who you are? When you look in the mirror, who do you see? What do you see? Right. Nothing. uh, There is no factor that is more important in people's psychological development and motivation than the value judgments that we place and make about ourselves, right? Every aspect of our lives is impacted by the way we see ourselves. So as a leader, every aspect of your leadership is impacted by how you see yourself as a leader. So if you believe that as a leader, you're worthless or as a woman, you're worthless, then you're not going to be able to add value to yourself. If you truly believe that you are valuable, that you carry value, that you matter, that you are called to do greater works, to do exploits, you were created for good works, you will invest in your growth, in everything that is inside of you would want to grow. The same is true. You cannot outperform your self-image. So if, you know, I talked about this yesterday, um, uh, well, last week, or you know, you have to be aware of, or you have to have a, a deeper sense of awareness of who you are. And if you don't have that awareness of who it is that you are, your self-image is going to be very limited, and that would become almost like the ceiling, if you will, the limit on how you can perform, how how really truly. You can live in your purpose and in the fullness of who you've been called to be. The value that we place on ourselves is usually the value that other people place on you, right? So if you place value on yourself that you're worth, and I don't mean in monetary terms, but who you truly are, how you value yourself is how other people will value you. So as a leader, how you value yourself, right, will impact ultimately the people you're being called to lead, how they will also value you. What value do you place on yourself? And so I want us to spend a bit more time this week really looking at how can you build your self-image, right? How can you build your self-image or your self-esteem, if you will? So put it this way. Um, If you put a small value on yourself, the world will not raise that value, right? However you value yourself, that's how the world, the rest of the world will view you, okay? So number one step you can take to improve your self-esteem, your self-image, or increase your self-image, self-esteem, whatever it is you want to call it. Number one is guard how you speak to yourself. How often do you criticize yourself? You do something wrong. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, this is so, no, you're not. You have to guard how you talk to yourself. And for those, you know, leaders who have children, we see this, we do this with our kids. They'll be like, you know, they'll make a mistake. Oh, I'm so, so you'll be like, no, baby, you're not silly. You're very clever. You're intelligent. You just made a mistake, right? We don't allow our kids to, to talk horrible things about themselves. And yet we think it's okay to do the same about ourselves as adults. Where does that change? How do do we switch? How do we lose that switch between how we will, you know, um, speak positively to a younger person or child? And yet us as adults, we don't do that. So number one is God, how you talk to yourself. 
And here's an incredible statistics. You know, by the time you're 17 years old, 17 years old, I mean one seven, you would have heard no, you can't, an average of 150,000 times. And you would have heard yes, you can about 5,000 times. That's 30 no's for every yes that you're going to get. So that makes you know, I mean, from a psychological point of view, a very strong belief of no, I can't. Right. And ultimately, that means I think by the time we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, there's a lot of no's that we have to overcome. There's a lot of I can't that we have to change to I can. There's a lot of no that we have to change to. Yes, I can. And there's a lot of times we have to give ourselves permission in order to live our lives the way that we are meant to live our lives. So number one is stop talking negatively to yourself. Number two is stop comparing yourself to others. And uh, I, I remember we had our first um Nations of Women Global uh, Community Connect. And we talked about this very subject about comparing ourselves to others. And I think as women, we do that so often and so many times than anyone can ever care to count. But the truth is, if you look at your two hands, I want you to place your two hands in front of you. Look at your fingers. Are they the same? No. So your two hands, the 10 fingers that is on your own body, they don't even look the same, right? They have lines on them, but they don't even look the same. The shape is not even the same. The size is not even the same. If you took a thumbprint on all your 10 fingers, they will all be different. So what is so bad about being different, being you, being unique, the unique you that you were created to be? So my dear friends, my dear leaders, we need to stop comparing ourselves to others. The only time you should compare is yourself to yesterday, yourself to a month ago, yourself to a year ago, yourself to two, three, five, whatever years ago, and really checking, am I on track? Am I growing? Am I expanding? Has has my potential as a leader, as who I am as a how have I grown? Now, that is a healthy comparison to make, but not comparing yourself to somebody else because we all have different purposes. We were all created to do different things. And so you cannot compare yourself. So the next time you're tempted perhaps to compare yourself to somebody, stretch your hands out and look at your hands and remind yourself that every single one of your fingers is unique. And that is because you are unique and that it's okay to be who you are. That thing is move beyond your limiting beliefs right? You have to move beyond your limiting beliefs. What you believe about yourself in yourself will become the limit, okay? So the way a lot of people think about themselves, if they don't believe that they can accomplish something great, well, then you already have placed a, a very great limitation upon yourself and your life experiences and how other people will experience you will all be from this mirror of limiting belief that you place on yourself, right? So when you put a limit on yourself on what you will do, here is the news flash. You have then put a limit on what you can do. Let me say it again. When you put a limit on what you will do, you have ultimately placed 
a limit on what you can do. Okay. And that's a, that's a, a quote by Charles Schwab, I think is how you say the name, right? So you have to be able to change the limiting beliefs that you place on yourselves. And I don't know if you read the book by Jack Cranfield about the success principles. He provides like four key um, areas that you can actually uh, transform your your limiting beliefs and and create a belief that is much more empowering, that's much more growth focused, that's much more liberating and will enable you to live in freedom. So number one is identify a limiting belief that you want to change. You have to be able to sit down, be honest with yourself, dig deep and, and write down what is the limiting belief that I want to change. Or number one, acknowledge, you know, what is the limiting belief I have placed on myself? I'm sure there is more than one because we've all done this before. And then I identify, you know, one by one by one by one, because Rome was not built in a day and you cannot, you cannot eat an elephant in one go, right? You, you eat an elephant in pieces, as they say. So you want to start with one, what is that limiting, one limiting belief you want to change? And number two is, is determine how is this, how is this belief limiting you? How is it really truly limiting who you are? And then decide how do you want to, how do you want to act? How do you want to feel? And you find that usually the limiting belief is the exact opposite of what you want to do, what do you want to feel, what do you want to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's usually the opposite. So determine how do you want to act? How do you want to be? Right, And then create a turnaround statement that will ultimately affirm or give you the permission in order to act the way you need to act, to feel the way you need to feel, and to be the way you're created to be. Okay, so I hope that has been useful in terms of the four ways to really improve your limiting beliefs. Now, going back to self-esteem, because that's what we're looking at, how to how to really see the value that you carry your self-esteem you know number four is add value to others desire to be a person that adds value to yourself i mean you know that friend that when they call you see their number on your phone you think you know what i'll call them later why is that because there's always when you there's always a complaint it's a drain it's a drag right ain't no one got time for a friend like that so or whether it's a team member, whatever it is. So again, you also want to be that friend, that leader, that woman that adds value to yourself, right? Add value to other people. It's the same way as the friends that, you know, you want to call first because you think, you know what, actually they're so valuable. I value the time. I value who they are. I value what they carry. I value what they bring to the table. All of those, you can be that leader too. You can be that woman too. And it is all because you add value to others. It's hard to feel bad about yourself when you're doing something good for someone else. So if 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 you want to really be able to turn that around, adding value to others, start doing good for other people. And that could be as simple as find somewhere to volunteer, find somewhere to volunteer your time, your resources, just get out there, get into the community and help others. And no, I don't mean help others and take videos and photos and splatter on social media. No, it's about, you know, what the right hand does, the left hand must not see. Not everything you do should be put out in public. 
But if you need somebody to hold you accountable, then yes, you can share with one person that would, you know, help you and hold you accountable. But no matter what, you should be adding value to others. That's what we're called to do as leaders. The next thing is do the right thing, even if it's hard thing, right? And that's really about integrity. Integrity really is doing the right thing, even when there's nobody to see you. And oftentimes doing the right thing is really the hard thing to do because I, I, that reminds me, I was on a leadership training course at, at, my, at my church yesterday and we were talking about, um, you know, living our preferences or living in purpose and purpose requires a great amount of discipline. Whilst preference is easy. It's like what I prefer to do. It's like you might prefer like, I really don't like cheese. I don't like cheese. I don't like chocolate. So you know what? No matter how gorgeous the pudding looks or pizza, whatever it is, I'm naturally not going to choose pizza, you know, over, let's say, chicken because I don't like cheese. So, you know, there is a pre- preference is easy. It's it's what you want. It's what you would prefer. But peppers, it's like it's pushing Peppers will push your boundaries, will push your limits, will push your values. It will push who you are, right? So choose to do the right thing, even if it's the hard thing. And the way to do that first is to start being honest with yourself. If you're honest with yourself, you will be able to be honest with other people. But if you're not honest with yourself, it's going to be pretty hard and almost impossible to be honest with other people. So that's where I start first is, can I be honest with myself? Because ultimately you can fool everybody else, but you can never fool yourself. That is the truth, right? So um, being true to yourself and your values is a tremendous self-esteem builder. It's really, is like your biggest key to build your self-esteem. It is being true to who you are, true to yourself and your values. And I don't mean your truth because your truth, may not necessarily be the truth for everybody else, but what really is true? What really is your values? The values you live your life with, the principles you live your life with, you know, and your non-negotiable values for living life, right? Um, And then number six is practice a small discipline daily in just one area of your life. If you can do two, then go for it. But otherwise, find, you know, what it is that you need to be disciplined. Right. And we can think of it like this, you know, like our kids, we we teach them the discipline of brushing their teeth twice a day, morning and evening, right? And it's not necessarily brushing in the afternoon to be like, okay, you know, I brush my teeth in the afternoon, that's it. No, we know that the discipline works in that order. You brush your teeth in the morning, you brush your teeth in the night, right? Before, So again, it's it's identify what is the discipline that you need to build in. It can be exercise. It can be reading. It can be personal development. It can be finding a mentor. It can be stopping procrastination. Whatever it is, build a daily you know, habit of disciplining yourself daily in one small area. Number seven is celebrate the small victories, right? Celebrate the small victories that you have in life. It's like how kids, right? They take the first step. It's like, well done. Oh, they say the first word, mama, dada, whatever it is. It's like, wow, yay. 
right? Or they come home and they bring their first drawing. It's it's small victories. So otherwise it becomes overwhelming if you're waiting for the big things. The big things are great, but the truth is sometimes they take a long time to be completed or materialized. So celebrate every single win. You realize, you know, you've been disciplining yourself in one small area, building new habits and you have, oh, wow, for one week I've done, oh, wow, that's excellent. You celebrate that. Two weeks. Wow. 21 days. Wow. You know, it takes about 21 days to change a habit. So celebrate the little wins in between. Okay. And embrace a positive vision for your life based on what you value. And if you haven't listened to the podcast on awareness and how do you how do you identify you know your 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 life's purpose, then go through our previous podcast because we've already covered that and in, in more depth. But you want to embrace a positive vision. You've got to have a vision for your life, right? Based on the values that you have. And and really, this is a great exercise that. I've done myself in terms of what is my life's vision? What is my vision statement for my life in the area of being a parent, uh, being a mom, being a wife, being a leader, being a woman, being, you know, in my finances, in my health, in my home, family, friendships, business, all of the, you have to have a vision for your life as a whole. And you have to have a vision for the different aspects of your life. So you know, what is that? If you haven't done that, then you want to book yourself on one of our vision classes or master classes to help you to solidify that. And you also want to practice the one word strategy, right? That is, um, if you could only pick one word to describe yourself, what would that be? And you'd realize that as you, you know, come down to that one word that describes you, all of who you are, all of your inside will begin to focus on that one word. And the truth is whatever you focus on, we know expand. So um, I'm giving you some really, really good stretching exercises. I know it's a stretch, but the truth is as leaders, we cannot be afraid of being stretched. We have to sit we have to be able to stretch ourselves in the way that will um, expand our leadership, expand our capacity, expand our potential, right? Our capabilities. That's what leadership is, is about, is being stretched in the right way. And finally, take responsibility for your life. If you take ownership of your life, if you take ownership of your choices, your decisions, then ultimately your self-esteem, who you are, the value that you bring to the table, the value that you place on yourself will ultimately increase. And you're going to be able to walk into that boardroom, walk into that meeting, you know, show up as a leader, knowing that you carry value, that you are worthy, right? That you are worthy, um, and you carry value. Okay. So anyway, I hope this has been, uh, valuable to you. And, um, if you think, okay, fine application, make a list of all your best personal qualities. What are you really, really good at, you know? And then next to it in the next column is what is the, what is the outlook? How do you view that, you know, as in a positive self-esteem, how do you view that? So I'm really good at that. How do you view that? Do you, you know, whatever it is, go through your list and um, find a way to add value to others, find a way to help other people as well, right? And as you help other people, you will ultimately be able to take the focus off of yourself and focus on other people 
And um, really, I encourage you to just go through the entire podcast again with pen and paper, write down and do the exercises. You know, no amount of listening to great teachings or reading great books is going to make a difference. It will not make a dime difference if you don't apply anything to your life. And there is there is a news flash for you. The only thing that ever changes is when you do nothing. When nothing changes, nothing changes. When you do nothing, nothing changes, however you want to look at it. So I will really encourage you to sit down, pen and paper, and go through, write down again, and really dig deep and examine what areas do you need to really change and pivot and you know change gears, whatever it is. And uh, I hope that this has been valuable to you and this will help you to begin to see the value in yourself that will ultimately, as a leader, boost your ability to be able to add value to others as well. So the next time you look in the mirror, I hope you don't see the lines under your eyes. I don't see, I hope you don't look at the backs under your eyes or the lines on your forehead or the, you know, spot on your, but you would actually be able to see the fullness of who you have been created to be. I hope you enjoyed this and look forward to hearing from you soon. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to Dr. Tina Alton with the Now Talks, the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. All that remains is for me to say, have a fantastic week, stay safe and reach out if you need any help now at nationsofwomen.com. Until next time, enjoy the pursuit of your potential and remember now is your time.